Chapter 22 of Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mike Vendetti. Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics by George Washington Plunkett. Chapter 22. A parting word on the future of the Democratic Party in America. The Democratic Party of the nation ain't dead, though it's been given a lifelike imitation of a corpse for several years. It can't die while it's got Tammany for its backbone. The trouble is that the party's been chasin' after theories and stayin' up nights readin' books instead of studyin' human nature and actin' accordin', as I've advised in tellin' how to hold your district. In two presidential campaigns, the leaders talked themselves red in the face about silver being the best money and gold hemmin' no good, and they tried to prove it out of books. Do you think the people cared for all that guff? No. They heartily endorsed what Richard Crockard said at Die Hoffman House one day in 1900. What's the use of discussing? What's the best kind of money, said Crocker? I'm in favor of all kinds of money. The more the better. See how a real Tammany statesman can settle in twenty-five words a problem that monopolized two campaigns? Then imperialism. The Democratic Party spent all its breath on that in the last national campaign. Its position was all right, sure, but you can't get people excited about the Philippines. They've got too much at home to interest them. They're too busy making a living to bother about the niggers in the Pacific. The party's got to drop all them put-you-to-sleep issues and come out in 1908 for something that will wake the people up, something that will make it worth while to work for the party. There's just one issue that would set this country on fire. The Democratic Party should say in the first plank of its platform, We hereby declare, in National Convention assembled, that the paramount issue now, always and forever, is the abolition of the iniquitous and vicious civil service laws, which are destroying all patriotism, ruining the country, and taking away good jobs from them that earn them. We pledge ourselves, if our ticket is elected, to repeal those laws at once and put every civil service reformer in jail. Just imagine the wild enthusiasm of the party if that plank was adapted, and the rush of Republicans to join us in restoring our country to what it was before this college professor's nightmare called civil service reform got hold of it. Of course, it would be all right to work in the platform some stuff about the tariff and sound money in the Philippines, as no platform seems to be complete without them. But they wouldn't count. The people would read only the first plank, then hanker for election day to come, to put the Democratic Party in office. I see a vision. I see the civil service monster lying flat on the ground. I see the Democratic Party standing over it, with foot on its neck, and wearing the crown of victory. I see Thomas Jefferson looking out from a cloud and saying, Give him another sock, Dogler. Finish him. And I see millions of men waving their hats and singing, Glory, Hallelujah. End of chapter 22